Welcome into another episode of Mid-Michigan Matters. This podcast is designed to go behind the scenes at what our local nonprofit organizations are doing in our community. And now, here's your host, Chris Spockman. Chris Spockman here with you on another episode of Mid-Michigan Matters as we continue to talk with our local schools and our haven for education. I'm going to continue to steal that from Bill Chillman. And I'm now here with Steve Scoville. Did I get that right, Steve? That's correct. All right. The superintendent at Farwell High School. Kind of, you know, on the fringe, I guess I will say, of our 104.3 and Buck 92. But wanted to talk with you guys, all of our schools, kind of right on that fringe of Isabella County and everything. And also, Patty Power, Sean's wife, works here as well, too. So she'd probably, you know, give me a little guff if I didn't come out here and talk to you guys, too. <laughs> but, you know, kind of the first random thing I want to talk to you about, Steve, you know, how long you been here at Farwell? I'm in my fifth year here. Fifth year, Farwell. All right. And where were you before that? Uh, Delton Kellogg, south of Grand Rapids. All right. right. And so probably a little bit bigger school district down there? About the same size. About the same size. All right. All right. And kind of throwing you a curveball here. You've been in a big school, small school, you one versus the other. You got, you know, is there, you like being in the small school size? I like the small school, the small town feel. I think yeah. it gives our kids an opportunity uh, to play sports or do things that they might not get to do in a larger school. Yep, and I've got to give you guys some credit, too. One of the things I was talking about with Bill Chillman, Mr. Chillman, is you guys, they, they have their superintendent office right in the school. Not a lot of places have that. A lot of the times they're all their places in sometimes because they're busy, but I think it's special when you have that on site, and you're right on site here, high school, middle school. You're at the schools all day long, aren't you? That is correct. Yep, we're part of the school. Yep, and now when did the school open? Where'd the kids go, go before that? Like I said, kind of a couple fun random questions here as we get things going. I went back and looked. Our first school was in 1871. Our first high school was in 1907. And then Farwell Rural Schools started in 1928. Wow. So all the way back to 1871, though, there was, <clears throat> quote, unquote, a school here in Farwell. That, that might be back before even Mount Pleasant, huh? Yeah, I think during the last bomb we found one of the foundations. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and now, smallest, biggest the school has been? Like I said, I don't know if you meant necessarily have that answer. And the one thing that we were kind of curious about, the, the school mascot, you said you were going to look that up too. Did you get any of that info? I, from what I've learned, we've always been the Eagles, and right. it, it, it goes after like the the, nation, the national uh, um, um, icon and uh, kind of goes with that thought that, you know, it stands up for uh, integrity, courage, and all those things that we try to impart with our students. And I guess you think you go, you know, I wonder if it's always been the Eagles, you know, even going back to the early days, like I said, one of the, might be one of the first Eagle schools in the state, actually. It's it's kind of cool to think about that. And for you personally, when you think of Farwell, you know, the area, the community, when you think of Farwell schools, you know, what comes to mind? Uh, it's a great community. They do a great job of taking care of students and families and really wrap their arms around um, uh, the students and the families in that situation. And in Farwell, actually, the Farwell area schools, we actually reach out to Lake George, Lake, and a lot of the smaller communities or rural areas around it that bring it all together. We do reach into Isabella County, um, pick up the three townships across our southern border. Yep, and so, you know, I think Beale City doesn't have a huge, you know, border school district or whatever. Shepherd does. You guys are kind of like more like Shepherd, where there's these curves going in and out here, this, there, and the other. So you guys are kind of all over the place, a big school district. And the one, Farwell Rural Schools, you guys are one of the more rural schools, but you don't have that feel when you're here at the school because Farwell, being on M115, has got a little bit going for it in their downtown area too, yep. don't they? Yep, and then the other piece is with all of our schools on one campus, 
uh, it gives us a lot of opportunities. And um, I think we have a, a beautiful auditorium that they built back in 2005-06 and the gym, the modern gym that they built at that time. Yeah, the so Eagle's really, Nest. It, that, it is one of the, the, the cooler gyms in the mid-Michigan area. I do love coming up here and doing some high school basketball games. Yep. And we, one thing, we'll touch on this a little bit, too. It talks about some football. We're excited about what you told me is athletics coming up. And as far as the school goes, what's the, what's the best part of working in a school for you and then maybe this school in particular? You know, there's a lot of reward that comes back from working with students and seeing them grow. I mean, I started out as a fifth-grade teacher and have been in education a little over 30 years. And that positive reward when you can have that impact with a student or see somebody that's gone through – and gone gone on to greater things. It's it's that's one of the nice rewards of being in education. And now it seems like a lot of uh, talking with Jen Verlager. She started you know kind of worked her way up. Seems like you did that too. You started off as a fifth grade teacher. How much did teaching? How much does that help you as an administrator having that background? I, I think it's really valuable to have that background. Um, I did my student teaching half day kindergarten, half day fifth grade. So Ooh. I got to see both ends of the elementary spectrum. Um, and that's because they're completely different. And, and it's uh, so that really rounds you out when you're ready to step into the elementary principal role. Yeah, after I got done at CMU, I did some substitute teaching, a lot of it in Shepherd and some other, other schools. I did kindergarten one time. Uh, I could not do the elementary. That was a little tough for me as, you know, I think it was 27, 28-year-old or whatever. I got a little bit more experience with my niece, Dokes, and now some of my friends' kids. But, ooh, boy, th- that's tough to, to do that as well. And now, kind of general question, school schedule here. I imagine you guys all start at the same time, end at the same time, being all at the same campus. Yes. Uh, the buses all pull up to one spot and let off to all three buildings. And, yeah, our high school, middle school, and elementary are all on the same schedule. In fact, most of the Claire Gladwin RESD schools try to be as on the similar schedule as possible because of our uh, CTE and our fifth-year program and those things that align with – all the other schedules. So yep. if we can all be on the same schedule, it makes things better. Yeah, and we'll kind of go back to arts and athletics in a minute because I want to kind of talk about that, the Claire Gladwin <laughs> RESD. We, we do a lot with the, the GI Tech, you know, building the campus in Mount Pleasant as well. But you guys go up to the, you know, the Claire schools and the Gladwin schools, and I'm not going to make you talk about all of them, but, you know, some of the programs offered there, what do the, the kids do at Farwell when they go up to those schools? You know, we have everything from welding to culinary arts and give kids lots of different opportunities uh, they do a great job of uh, preparing our students. And, you know, last year was kind of cool. Each of the kids in the spring had a, where they had made like a uh, athletic players card, like um, that you would have, you know, like you'd see your oh, ba- yeah. your baseball card. Got a couple on the fridge of my buddy's kids, yeah. And, and they had the statistics of this student, and it was their student card, not their athletic card. And businesses were fighting over kids. I mean, they yeah. were they were competing for kids, which is a really cool change. That is a really cool, unique idea, right there. I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to talk to the folks at the you know, the GI Tech to talk to try and get something going like that because that that's just really neat. Something personable for those kids. And I always like to, you know, I don't want to say joke because it's not a joke. They're learning skills and trades that you know it's going to benefit our community for the rest of our lives. A lot of the kids going to the Tech Center, you know, maybe I'm not going to college or whatever. They're able to get that early programming going. And you guys also have the fifth-year program, and I want to think to your horn here, you guys have been doing it for for a while now, haven't you? Talk about that a little bit. Farwell actually started that program, and it gives our students a chance to get college credits while still in high school. So it's free to them, and it really spring – gives them that springboard into a college career and saves them a lot of money down the road. We've worked with MID. We've partnered with other – 
uh, schools to, to accommodate that and allow students to go in the direction they'd like to go. But it's a, a super good way to get college credits at an affordable rate. Yeah, and so kids here, after they're, they're done with the fifth-year program, they're going to have their associate's degree, and they will have no college debt. Is that, is that correct? Is that how that works? That, for the first two years, And yes. you guys were the first ones to do that. Yes. And so everybody that's out there listening, in about 20 years, 10, 20 years, you guys will have saved kids millions, millions yep. of dollars in tuition costs not just here down because the program happens at Shepherd and in other areas. But like I said, I remember reading about it at starting here, and I think that was a really cool thing. And that's something I, you know, was a troublemaker. We talked about that a little bit. I don't think I would have been that, you know, apt to go towards that if I was in high school. But for those kids who just aren't exactly sure, oh, man, what a leg up they can give themselves. Yep. Uh, another program we're excited about is our forestry program. Uh, Farwell owns 93 acres of forest. There's uh, 17 acres right across the street from the middle school. And then we have two uh, parcels, one just south of town and one about three miles south of town. And they were donated to the school by J.L. Littlefield, who was the surveyor of Clare County. And there's still the railroad grade that goes across the property from the Farwell and Littlefield Railroad way back when. And it's a really cool program. So we're blessed to have... Jeff Thompson is an amazing woodshop teacher. And a lot of schools have gone away from woodshop. We have a phenomenal woodshop program. And the little secret is that Jeff also owns his own sawmill. And a lot of the wood that comes into his woodshop comes through his sawmill to, to be able to give us product for the kids to work with. So one of our goals is to start seeing the wood from our, our forest work its way into that. So... 2020, when we built the elementary school, we toured, uh, We had to cut down four huge white pine trees, and we had the contractor cut them up in lumber-sized logs. They went to Jeff's uh, sawmill. After they're cured, they're in our woodshop program, being the things that our kids are making today. Yeah, so, Mr. Laner was my shop teacher and, and uh, woodshop teacher back in the day. Like I said, I was telling you, I was a butthead in school, but I still remember him, still remember the stuff I did. I made a rocking sling chair it was like a zero-gravity chair before they had them in there. It was really cool. But this is really special. And so kids can go out, and I don't want to say the kids are going to be cutting the trees down. but yeah. I mean, So the, the students, it, uh, we used to be on trimesters till this year. We're on semesters. So this second semester, it's a two-hour program that the students go out to the sites. They learn tree identification. They, they learn invasive species. They learn about harvesting. They learn about estimating how many board feet are in a tree. The students have marked the trees that are going to be harvested. We're actually preparing for a harvest um, here, hopefully the end of February, March. And so there'll be bids going out to the loggers that the kids have had a, a participated in the preparation of that. Um, so someday if they're a property owner, they know what value their lumber has and what value it doesn't have. And in those aspects, uh, we, we have goals of putting, we have a trail out there already on the Washington Street property. Uh, we have goals of turning that into a walking path, potentially a cross-country path. Um, when we harvest it, the one spot will be cleared out for a parking area where we'll put a pole. Uh, we'd like to, a goal of putting a pole building with a kiln for drying the wood. And so it can all stay right here in-house. And, and then um, we've applied for a grant through the DNR to plant trees. So we've got white oaks that we should be getting 
this spring and we'll have you help us get the word out if people want to help us volunteer to plant a bunch of white oaks and then we also are dealing with autumn olive which is an invasive species and the techniques to keep that in check giving the oak trees a chance to grow into good trees. Yeah, Mr. Scova, this is exactly why we want to do the Mid-Michigan Matters with our local schools, because I'm sure there's a lot of people that didn't know about that program. And if people want to get involved, I'm sure you could, you know, want to do a lot of things with it. If people want to donate, get a hold of you here at the school. But, man, that is a that is a special thing right there that you guys have here at Farwell Schools. And a big shout Jeff Thompson, the people that donated the property as well. <laughs> I, I'm a little flabbergasted yeah. right now by all the stuff you just mentioned right there because what's happening right now is great, but you're trying to climb the mountain to, to get to the top and just make it something really, really yeah. special. And I imagine it's something also you guys share with the community, the trails and stuff out yeah. there that you're trying to build. Yeah, and then a Frisbee disc golf course was another piece that the kids have kind of put a marker down that they'd like to go in that direction. So any experts on laying out a really good Frisbee disc golf course, uh, get a hold of me here at Farwell Schools and We'll put you to work on, because once we get the trees, so we're not clear-cutting the forest. All three forests need to be thinned. That gives the trees a better chance to grow. Uh, the kids are working with James Gray. He's a forester um, that also works with the Audubon Society. So we're trying to develop raptor habitat. And the kids are seeing that whole well-rounded program. So you'll see logging trucks in our forest this spring, um, and it's all about making our forests better and growing them to, into an even better program. And that really gives some kids a unique opportunity as well. I worked out at, you know, if you listen to the Shepherd podcast, I worked out at Odyssey for a while, and they do a ton of stuff out there in the forest and the woods that they have. And, you know, kids that were like me in school had trouble sitting still, you know, maybe needed to do hand. That really gives these kids an opportunity to get out, work with their hands and everything. And that kind of brings me to, I want to talk about your guys' alternative school as, as well a little bit too, because I imagine they're doing a ton of stuff with the forestry program too. And that t- Timberland is alternative. Timberland is our alternative high school and uh, gives students an alternate path to get to a co- uh, high school diploma. Um, and we've had some great success stories from that program where kids have actually been able to buckle down and graduate early or to get their credits uh, to earn that degree because we realize and they realize that diploma opens up doors for them down the road. And so if, if a traditional high school doesn't fit, uh, Timberland's a great alternative to try to get that achieved. Yeah, and similar to Odyssey, they graduate with a Michigan high school diploma. There's not really anything different. It just says it, you know, just doesn't say far. Well, it says, you know, Timberland education on it, but it said takes them to great places. And I have to preface this because I just got to meet so many kids out there. A lot of those kids, it's not – and again, I'm not trying to hate on parents, but a lot of the kids, it ain't them. They just been in eight or nine different schools in eight or nine years, and there was no way for them not to fall behind. And so that's a lot why a lot of them end up at an alternative education. Then you have some kids who are maybe 16, 17 years old. They're like, well, I already know what I want to do. I'm going to go get done early so I can move on to the trade school, et cetera. And so like I said, there's a lot of really cool kids, a lot of cool teachers out at those alternative education programs that people you know need to know more about. Yep, absolutely. It's a great program. Offers great opportunities, and, and it fits a niche for a person to achieve a goal that they they may be struggling with. Yeah, and now that's kind of the arts, you know, you know, extracurriculars here a little bit too, but, you know, band and everything. You guys got all that great stuff here as well too, don't you? Yeah, when Paul Shimmons has a great band program um, that it, it's outstanding. The One of the years of COVID, he was actually the band teacher of the year in the state of Michigan. And unfortunately, it was a year where we weren't doing a lot of it because of COVID. But he, he does an awesome, awesome program. And for our school our size, 
we we have a pretty large uh, presence in our marching band, our concert band. They do a great job. He's always uh, developing intern teachers that then go out from um, down from where I came from. Recently hired one of his interns in Maple Valley to to be a teacher. So it's a great program. He does a really cool job. February we do Cabin Fever, which is a community, and it's a lot of folks that probably were in Paul's program at some time that bring back their their talents and show them off to the community. Yeah, but now talk a little bit about athletics, and no offense to the, the girls' basketball team is doing really well right now, but I think, you know, you said something to me that got me real excited. This past year, you guys chose to go to eight-man football. You guys haven't had the numbers. You guys have been trying to play 11-man football, you know, 15, 16 kids, and kudos to those tough kids for going out there and doing it. You guys went down to eight-man this year, and unfortunately, just literally, literally a couple kids too big to necessarily be in the Division One or Division Two, but man, you guys rolled this year, didn't you? Yeah, we had a, they had a great year. They went seven and two, and um, it was a positive experience for the kids, positive experience for our, our community. Um, we had seniors that had never run the victory bell on our football field, and part of that's because we were playing eight play uh, eleven player, and part of that's we were playing playing schools lot, quite a bit larger than us. Actually, I, let me preface that by saying you know every, any Shepherd fan out there when we were in the Tri Valley playing Alma, Saginaw, Swan Valley, Freeland, Bridgeport, it was tough. We were the smallest school in the conference. Farwell, pretty much the smallest school in the Jack Pine right now. And it's like I said, you guys outnumbered, and it really shows itself in football. We're, we're a 1,000 students, and yes, when we play a Claire or a Gladwin, on the football side, we'd be playing three divisions up. And they're not going to want to play somebody three divisions up from them because it would be a, a Midland or a Traverse City, yeah. and, and that's, that's a big step up. Yep, and so, yeah, you guys went down to the eight-man head an incredible success. Like I said, that's one of those I want. People always wonder, well, they're not going to have a chance at the playoffs. Well, you guys might have not had enough kids to field the team at the end of the year if you're trying to play eight man. So going seven and two, oh man, that had to be a you know that had to be a great experience for those kids. You know, if anybody wants to wonder what's better, go ask one of those kids that got to ring that bell. Well, and we had a much better turnout in the stands. Um, the stands were full with folks watching the kids play. Uh, the eight player is a faster game. It's uh, it's a little bit different than eleven man. Still a lot of the football uh, pieces there. And if you're a good player, you're going to be recognized on a eight player or an eleven player. In fact, I think there's less room to hide on an eight player field than there is on an eleven player field. And in particular on defense in the open field, ooh boy, it can you, be tough. And, you miss a tackle, they're gone. Yep. And you guys had to play kind of a hodgepodge schedule this year, but this yep. next year you're going to be in with the Mid-State Activities Conference, as they call it, with the Sacred Hearts, with the Coleman's, and so schools more your size that are in eight-man, so it's going to be a lot of fun. I was telling you, the Sacred Heart game will definitely be there for that, and hopefully a couple yep. more, so super excited about that. Yeah, and we're, we're in, uh, for eight-player football only, we're in the MSAC for, for eight-player. We're still in the Jack Pine for all other athletics. All the other athletics, yep, and uh Unique classes. I think we touched on it with the, with the forestry here, but is there is there any other class that comes to mind that's just you know maybe I don't even want to say goofy, a little different, but you guys have you know maybe that senior leadership type class where it's kind of more a little open ended, anything like that. You know our our yearbook uh, program has really been revitalized. They got a grant through the community foundation and have updated their equipment and have really the teacher is uh, uh, Mrs. Brown has laid it out as a uh, a business. And so they're going out and seeking ads and, and running those pieces. And it's a really good way to get kids some authentic learning, just like the forestry is, a, is an opportunity for authentic learning. And that tends to increase engagement. 
and and give a better product, and I think they learn more in those settings. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit more about that. 93 acres of forest that you guys have through the forestry program and a couple di- different area, different sections out here in Farwell, and you, you're looking to do an awful lot with that. So, again, I want to point it out. If you want to help kids in the area, I don't think there's a better thing to do than to help out schools and to help out this forestry program. That, that's going to be something that – it's going to continue to be a big deal here. Maybe not even just in the Farwell area, but in the mid-Michigan area. You guys get that disc golf course out there. The trail's going. It is going to be really, really cool. And we might have we might have some connections for somebody to help out that disc golf course, too. Make sure we talk, talk about that after we get off the air. And the last thing, kind of asked everybody this. I could say, well, why Farwell Public Schools, Mr. Scoville? But you kind of have to answer that question in a certain way. But I want to ask you instead, do you have a favorite memory? Uh, is something that comes to mind when you think of Farwell Schools that was just really cool, a great memory? Um, there, there's a lot of them. It, it's, it's, like I said, I'm in my fifth year here, and it's, I, I think the biggest one is the community and the way they come around and support things. I mean, we we got a bond passed. We've gotten a sinking fund passed. And the community, if, if, if they see the value in it or they see the need, they will really step up and take care of our kids. I mean, we've got volunteers that go out and help our kids at Timberland. We've got volunteers that come in and read with kids. And you know, whether it's food, you know, at Christmas when they do um, uh, gifts from the heart, this room looks like the North Pole. You can barely get in here. And um, we, we've got people that are, hey, we want to help. We want to do this. And so they do a really good job of supporting their communities and really coming together for those causes. Yeah, talk a little bit about the Christmas thing. And if anybody doesn't know, we're in like the conference room right now. And so we are in a, a bigger room here. I'll say what, you know, maybe 15, 18 by 10 or something like that. Yeah. And so when you come in here around Christmas, what's that program called again? Uh, um, it's Gifts from the Heart. Our National Honor Society puts it on. They adopt families. Uh, they recruit people who want to help or if someone says, if they call and say, hey, I'd like to help, this is a way to, here's an avenue, and it's everything from foods to gifts. So these are the needs of the family, the sizes of the clothes, things they're looking for. And then they seek people to fill those needs, and it's it's a pretty cool event. And they, we either have them come pick up the gifts or we deliver them to the home. And like I said, it, right before Christmas, this conference room is wall-to-wall, looks like the North Pole. <laughs> And that's really neat, too, because you have a lot of, when I worked at Los Senoritas going through college, they did like an adopt-a-family-for-Christmas kind of thing every year. This is your kids in school doing this, isn't it? Yes. It, it, yep. They uh, do a can drive. Hey, we're like at Thanksgiving. We want to give people a Thanksgiving meal. We need this much, you know, uh, green beans, um, turkey, stuffing, all the fixings, and create them into a box that we can give to a family go, here's your Thanksgiving meal. And in the last few years, there's been a lot of programs to give people food. Well, as the cost keeps going up and it becomes a hardship for those of the lower income, this is a great way to give back. Yep. And now I might have to have you help me with my memory here of Farwell and kind of my time here. And it might be tough for you to come up with it. It's either going to be one of those you're going to know it right off the bat or not know it. Doing the high school football, you know, I got up, I think it was two years ago when you guys played Shepherd. Uh, and got the uh, Sawyer Travis had a monster game for the Shepherd Blue Jays. But I got there really early, and I can't remember the gentleman's name. I believe his son might have been the center on the team that year. And he's one of the he's always at the football field helping out kind of guy. I don't think he was one of the coaches. And he was just so nice and was just so appreciative of me of being there, which happens to a lot of our schools. Like I said, you guys are right on that fringe. We maybe have one 
one game a year with Farwell or something like that. And he was just so excited and so happy that I was there that I just had to eventually tell him, dude, I get, I get paid for this, man. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here too. But just the, the kindness that I get from people in the Farwell community, and I think that has to do with – I'm going to bring up the word rural again. You know, you, yep. you guys are out here a little bit similar to, like, you know, a Beaverton or something like that. And I think that makes it a more tight-knit school district a little bit. Does that make sense? Yes, and, and it goes along with Travis Waddell's our football coach, and he also does our powerlifting. And, and, I mean, there are times where we're competing with Class A schools in powerlifting because it's not broken up like divisions in football. And so you'll go to a huge school, and, and our small team does – they've done very well in the last few years. And so even when you're on the football side where you're playing schools much larger, the program and the, the impact it has on the kids and that lifelong – I mean, we're, we're, he, he says he's turning boys into men, and, and that program and the, the positivity on the powerlifting side is another one where everybody's welcome. And if you can only pick up 50 pounds to start with – they're going to have you keep growing and keep moving in the right direction. And so it's a really positive thing, and it's it's a huge program right now. All right, Mr. Scoville, thanks so much for joining me on another episode of Mid-Michigan Matters and bringing up the forestry program again. You guys got 93 acres. You're looking to build a building, a kiln out there, and do so many other things. Uh, throw out your phone number here if people want to call you guys to get involved because I think that's a really, really cool program. I think you can contact me at um, 989-588-1568 my cell phone number, and they can call me and um, we'd love to get some help in designing those pieces. It'll probably be the summer before we're really ready to design the Frisbee disc golf course. But if anybody wants to see those programs or what they can become, I'd be happy to work with them on it. Yeah, but I'm sure you got a place or two out there where you could put a local businesses sign if somebody contributes. A- absolutely, out there as if well. somebody wants their name on the kiln, get a hold of me, and we'll be happy to do that. All right, Mr. Scoville, thanks so much. Take some time to talk about Farwell Public Schools on Mid Michigan Matters. Yep, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mid-Michigan Matters. While you're here, feel free to browse earlier episodes or other podcast programs on our platform. Listen to what you will and spread the word. Thanks again for listening.